the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ is both Lord and Savior of you and me. But he's also the example of how life ought to be lived by you and me. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the firstborn of many brothers. He is our elder brother and we are his many brothers. That means he's the big brother who's supposed to show all the other little brothers how to successfully represent the father. The same way that Jesus represented the father is the same way that we're supposed to represent him too. Our big brother Jesus shows us how to represent the father the way God the father wants us to do. We're supposed to be imitators of our father in all things and Jesus will show us how to do what God wants us to do properly like he plans for me and you to do. We're all supposed to be imitators of Christ. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Now since the word evil has the word the in front of it, let's go back and look at it, verse 15. It says, I pray not that thou shouldst take them out of the world, but thou shalt keep them from the evil. Since it's got the word the in front of it, then that means it's actually the hurtful, the evil. Speaking of the hurtful and the evil things that's going to happen. The hurtful and the evil actions and behaviors and opinions that's going to happen as a result of us not doing what God said to do. That God says, I'm trying to avoid even happening to you. I'm trying to keep that from happening to you. See, Jesus continued praying in his prayer to the Father so that he could then talk to the Father about how he wanted him to do it. How? Now, see, that's powerful because it's one thing to know what to do, but it's a whole other thing to know how to do it. One thing to know what to do, that's called knowledge. But then there's to know how to do it. That's called wisdom. And the Bible teaches us that wisdom is the principal thing. You might know it, but you ain't wise because wise is what caused you to be able to open your eyes to see that this is what you ought to do and conduct yourself like you're supposed to. That's why the opposite of a, a fool is a wise man. Does that make sense? Because the wise one understand what's going on. And all you're getting get understanding. You might have seen it, heard it, read it, but you don't know it. And you don't understand it. Why? Because you're still doing it. Does that make sense? We read verse, verse 16. He says, they are not of the world, even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. Sanctify them through thy truth. He's telling you exactly how it is that he's going to keep you. Because I'm going to sanctify you through truth. That's how you get kept. It's sanctified through truth. That's how you get protected from the injury, the hurt, the harm, and all the other things. It's to be sanctified through the truth. That word sanctified means to be made holy. 
to be made holy. I like that, which means even if it ain't holy, it's going to be holy because God's going to make it holy through this truth. That even if it wasn't holy, it's going to be made holy. That's good news. Everybody say, that's good news. Because I'm going back to my life. Everything was unholy, but it became holy. Why? Because I was sanctified through truth. That word sanctified ceremonially means to purify or to consecrate. To purify or to consecrate. I like this. It means to purify or to consecrate. Now that's ceremonial speaking, which means it's tying to the priesthood. And remember, God made every one of us priests. For those of us who are born again, according to the book of Revelations, we are both kings and priests in this world. But now we got to learn how to live like kings and priests in this world. And priests had to be clean in order to do what God told them to do and be used by God. They had to be sanctified, <laughs> purified, <laughs> consecrated, <laughs> in order to be able to live this thing out like they're supposed to. <laughs> Is anybody listening to what I'm saying to you? Praise God. That's what they needed to do. Praise God, because otherwise he couldn't use them. He wanted to. But remember, we learned already in a great house, there's both vessels of honor and dishonor. In your cabinet, there's both glasses that are clean and not clean. Praise God. And when you go to reach for them, you're only going to use the ones that's clean. Even though they're in the cabinet, you can't use them because they ain't clean. Amen. It's just like everybody in the house. But God said, I can't use everybody. Why? Because everybody ain't clean. I need them clean. Is anybody hearing me up in here? Hallelujah. This is good teaching. The word purify means to make pure. Free from anything that debases, pollutes, adulterates, or contaminates. It means make pure. Free from anything that debases, pollutes, adulterates, or contaminates. He said, this truth I'm going to give you is going to make you clean from anything that would contaminate you. Anything that would adulterate you, pollute you, debase you, and make you less than pure. I'm going to set you free from that. So that you can be free from that. So that you can be free to be used by God like he wants to do. And live the life that he got planned for you. The word purify also means to free from foreign, which means it's not from there. It's, some, it's from someplace different. Extraneous, which means it's outside. Or with extra, it ain't got no business being up in there. And objectionable elements. God wants to free you from foreign, extraneous, and objectionable elements. Well, which one? Well, for both Jesus' disciples then as well as Jesus' disciples now, it's being made free from anything wrong that the world outside of the church or the false teachers within the church has taught us. It's to set us free from anything wrong that the world outside of the church and the bad teachers in the church have taught us. In other words, all the lies of the devil that are designed to cause us to call evil good and good evil, we can be cleansed from. All the lies. That, did I say all the lies? That is shouting ground right there. Because remember, the Bible tells us that every man thinks he's right in his own eyes. I already know right. I already know what to do. But the Bible said there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is the ways of death. So then, well, which one is real? God said, I'm going to tell you what's real. I'm going to tell you the truth. And by telling you the truth, you'll know the difference between the two. I know what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, I thought I had to. I knew I was right until I ran into his word. Then when I ran into his word, I'm like, well, wait a minute. God said this is what's right. And that ain't what I'm thinking. I thought wrong was right. But now I'm finding out wrong, wrong. Because God said it's wrong. And I found out that I thought right was wrong. But God said it's right. God said it's right to come to church. God said it's right to study my word. God said it's right to pray. I'm like, no, it's right to play. It ain't right to pray. 
Praying takes too much time. It hurts your knees. That's what I was thinking. Praise God. I ain't got time for all that. Praise God. Be standing around like this because that's all I seen was things people pray like this. You know, I seen stuff like that. And I'm like, I ain't got time for all that. Praise God. I got things to do. I got places to go. I got, you know, I'm a world shaker. I'm a money maker. I ain't got time for all that foolishness. I pray later. Lord, lay me down to sleep. Pray my soul to keep. And if I should die before I wait, just make sure that I hit 208. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Pray stuff like that. Y'all don't know nothing about none of that, do y'all? Praise God. Amen. <laughs> and so I'm like, dang. But I found out what's right. I said, oh my goodness, I got to do that. I get to do that. It purified me. It cleansed me of all the stupid stuff that I was thinking. Cleansed me of all the things. Because I found out later on down the line, I was sabotaging myself. I found out the devil had me on self-check. He didn't have to check me. Because he had trained me to think the opposite of what's true. And all he got to do is just let me live it out from that point forward. Because I'm going to do the opposite of everything that God say do. And I'm going to tear my own life up. I'm going to mess my own self up. He ain't got to do nothing from nothing on. I, I know the day I got saved. I know he screamed and cried. You're like, oh, not him. I invested all this money in him. I invested all this time in him. I had... All this defilement, all this other stuff that I had in there. I knew I had him for life. He's free. No. And I said, yep, because now I'm coming after you. Because you wasted most of my life with lies. Taught me that this is stuff necessary. No, see, God said, I want to free you from all that. I want to purify you from all that. I want to get you free of all foreign, extraneous, and objectionable elements that's in the midst of your life. So you can consecrate yourself, which means cleanse and set yourself apart. Now, Jesus' prayer that we be guarded in from loss and from injury will come through us being sanctified and being made holy. His prayer will be answered by us being sanctified and made holy, purified and consecrated. And what he's going to use to do it is called truth. Truth. That's what he said. Verse 17. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. He said sanctify them through truth. Think about it. Satan jacked us with lies. So what does God come and bring us? Truth. To be able to get rid of every lie. So that we can find out we're living based on a lie. Not the truth. See, I was trained. Don't get mad. Oh, y'all was taught that too. (laughs) Don't get mad. Get even. But I found out that I'm not supposed to get even. Because vengeance is not mine. I found out vengeance is God's. He's going to repay because if I try to get even, I can never get even. Because if I get even, if I try to get even, what I'm actually doing is sowing. Because I found out that everything I do, as long as the earth remains, there's seed, time, and harvest. Which means I'm going to sow into somebody else's life the evil that I thought they did to me. I'm going to sow evil back into them because I ain't, I, I, I ain't going to get mad. I'm going to get even. And then I'm going to sow it back into their life. But I didn't know I was going to put into motion something that's going to now come back into my life. Because the Bible says, as I give, it'll be given unto me. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give into my bosom. So if I recompense evil with evil, evil multiplied is coming back my way. And then when it come back my way, OC, OC, I'm about to jack you up even more on the next day. And then before you know it, we like the Hatfields and the McCoys and we're going back and forth. But we really Satan's toys because I haven't learned the right way to think and the right way to do things. Y'all getting quiet up in here. Praise God. You, you do that too? Praise God. I, 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 I was trained wrong. Praise God. I found out that I was trained by a world system that taught me the opposite of everything that God says. And so because of that, now I got to learn God's way of doing things and conduct myself his way. And then not answer evil for evil, railing for railing. Come on now, spitting when I'm getting and all that kind of stuff. I need to do what I'm supposed to do and live it out like I'm supposed to. 
See, truth is what Jesus used to sanctify his disciples and cause them to be one with the Father. Just like he was one with the Father. Truth is what sanctifies us from the lies that the devil told us. Truth is what's going to do it. And truth is what taught us to be able to live this thing out correctly because now we know what evil really is and what, what good really is. Jesus then stated emphatically that the Father's word is truth. That's, that's what does it. He said, I'm going to sanctify them through thy truth. And then he said, thy word is truth. Now, he, when he said thy word, he's talking about the Father's words. Because remember, he said, I gave him your words. So we're supposed to get the Father's words to be able to find out what truth is. Because you don't know it's true until it matches what the Father said. Because if it don't match what the Father said, it's not true. Because it don't match what God said to you. See, the word of God is the truth that Jesus used to cause his disciples then to be the one with the Father, just like it is that they were supposed to be one with the Father. Therefore, the word of God is what we use now in order to make sure that we become and remain true with the Father too and one with the Father too. Come on now. That we become holy. That we become one with the Father. Become if we're not there yet. Because if you was anything like me, you wasn't nowhere near where you're supposed to be. Which means that we got a ways to go. But somebody say process. Say that's what I like about this. This is a process. God don't expect it to happen overnight. Well, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. I was listening to some crazy teacher. And he was, he, he was telling me that it happened as soon as Jesus Christ gave his life up for you. That's because they don't know theology. Can I teach you theology? Praise God. There are three sanctifications that exist in scripture. Three sanctifications that exist in scripture. Not one. Three. First one. Come on, VBS. Do some coming your way. First one, praise God, this is the foundational stuff we teach. First one is called positional sanctification. It's called positional sanctification. Once you get born again, you become positionally sanctified with Christ. Why is that? Because it didn't happen because of you. It happened because of what Jesus did. You didn't have nothing to do with it but accept it. And so because that, you become positionally sanctified. At that point, you are now one with the Father. Because when you got born again, ha, Spirit of the Lord moved in on the inside of you, recreated you in the image and likeness, holified you. <laughs> Made you holy. Sealed you until the day of redemption with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed you up with a Holy Ghost baggie to make sure you don't get tainted ever again. And it doesn't get reopened back up again until you make it to heaven and the Lord say you now win. And then you can come on out and then you can be holy for the rest of the days of your life. It's called positional sanctification. In positional sanctification, nobody can be more holy than another person. Why? Because we all got saved by the same blood. That's the one that they talking about. But there's another sanctification that's important for you to understand. That's the one that the devil don't want to talk about. And that's the one that he understands what's going on. In the second sanctification, that one's called, that one's called experiential sanctification. It's called, I'm teaching y'all theology like a mug. It's called experiential sanctification, which is the sanctification that you now experience in terms of how you live out your life. The first one, nobody can be more holy than you because everybody is equally holy because it's because of what Jesus did. The second one is based on what you do and how you live your life out. And there we can vary in our holiness. I can be more holy than you and you can be more holy than me because it's whether or not you make a decision to live this thing out the way God shared with you and me. That's called experiential holiness. The first holiness, praise God, you can't do nothing about but shout. Because he did it for you. For by grace you were saved through faith. And that not of yourself. It's the gift of God. Not of works lest any man should boast. The second one you can shout about. Because you did that one. Because you made a decision. Oh, sound like a, 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 a message that ought to be done for a whole year. Decisions. You made a decision to line your life up with what God said to you. And do what he told you to do. So experientially you became holy at that point. 
Satan knows that because he knows that if you don't operate in the holiness that you're supposed to, then that's the one that's going to affect everybody else. See, the first holiness is what determined what came as a result of you receiving a life that God had in store for you. He said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Notice this two life and more abundant. First life is the one you receive when you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That's the one when you receive eternal life. Second one is the abundance. That's based upon whether or not you do what God said do. Because if you don't do what God said do, you will never experience that abundant life that he got in store for you. Satan knows that that's the one that's going to draw other people to you and to God. And so he's going to try to make sure you never live out this holiness and just tell you to shout about that holiness because that was the holiness that caused you to be saved. This is the one that caused everybody else to be saved. And he'll go ahead and accept that you got saved, but he's going to make sure you don't operate in such a way where other people get saved. Is anybody hearing me up in here? But some, somebody say, but the devil ain't punking me like that. Come on, you got to do your hands kind of like that. He ain't punking me like that. No, give it to me hood, y'all. No, see, it ain't even going down like that. Praise God. Because I understand what's going on. I'm operating as wise. I operate circumspectly. I know the true insight into the matter. And you know the true insight too. And that's that God wants you to be holy because that's going to determine what kind of life you live and whether God's going to be able to do for you what he wants to do. That sounds like a good place to go to 3 John 2. Praise God, because you know I got to make it rhyme every time. Praise God. 3 John. <laughs> I'm a poet and I know it. Praise God. Waka, waka, waka. 3 John. Praise God. We'll close on this. 3 John. That's why the Bible said that, that, that the world hates you. When you start living holy, it hates you. Why? Because you're going to cause other people to live holy. Devil don't want that. So he's going to talk you, try to talk you out of that. It don't matter what you do. It's a line your breath stink. It does matter. Third John 2. Of course, this says, he says, beloved, this is now, now, of course, we know that this is the, the apostle John speaking to an elder by the name of Gaius. Praise God. Uh, but at the same time, since the Holy Spirit is the one that inspired the word of God to be preached, then that means the Holy Spirit is the one speaking to uh, us, too, because he put it in scripture so it could be seen by me and you. And since the Holy Spirit didn't say anything that Jesus said, then both two of them said it. Holy Ghost, I mean, Holy Ghost and Jesus said it. And since Jesus don't say nothing different than what the Father said, then we got unity going on here. Father, Son, and Holy Ghost are in agreement on what they're saying to you. I'm in agreement with it. John in agreement. We up to five. Come on, jump in so it could be all the way live. He said, Beloved. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as our soul prospers. Most important thing on God's mind is that you prosper and be in health. He wants that for you. He said, he said it. He said, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper. Well, why may? Because, because permission has to be given. It, whether you prosper and be in health is going to be determined by whether you're not, you agree with God and do what God said do. Because if you don't agree with God and do what God said do, you don't give him permission to do in your life what it is he wants to do. That's why verse 3 is so powerful. For I rejoice greatly. Listen to the Father up in heaven. For I rejoice greatly. Listen to the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you. I rejoice greatly. Look into the Jesus that's sitting on the, on, on the right next to you. For I rejoice greatly when the brethren came and testified of the truth that is in thee, even as thou walkest in the truth. Amen. Why? Because I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Why does he have no greater joy than to hear his children walk in truth? Because they have now been set apart, sanctified to be able to live out the life that I have in store for them to live out and receive the one that I freely give out. He said, I get no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. I know that's true. I got kids. Wonderful things my children do. But I get no greater joy than to find out they live this thing according to the way I'm teaching y'all to. 
That when they live that thing out, I get no greater joy than that. They can buy me any gift they want to. It don't match living out what I said do. Take the gift back. Just live out what I'm saying to you. Because I get no greater joy than that. Why? Because that's what I gave my life for. That's what, I, that's what I'm living my life for. And so that they can be able to live this thing out like they're supposed to. So they don't be stupid and give up decades of their life like I did too. Doing stupid stuff that's the outside of what God said do. So I'm telling them don't do that. This is how you live this thing. Don't come back to me and tell me why this is my life. It ain't your life. It's God's life. You've been bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your spirit and your body which are God's. Is anybody hearing me up in here? And I get no greater joy than to hear they do it. That's what the father said. Father said, I rejoice greatly. Look at the father throwing a step up in heaven. Talking about, whoa, look at my children walking according to the truth. Ordering their lives according to what I said do. Whoa. But notice that can't be done until the truth is in you. That's where the problem is. For most saints, the truth ain't in them. It's outside of them. It's on their lap. It's on the buffet table. That's what the truth is, but it ain't in them. That's why we got to get this thing in your heart. See, I'm excited that every one of y'all are here today, but if the truth is anywhere, can I teach you the truth? I'm preaching to everybody, but everybody ain't receiving it. I'm speaking to everybody, but it ain't going in everybody. It's bouncing off a lot of you. A lot of you are like, yeah, whatever. When is he going to be through? And you ain't hearing none of what I'm saying to you. Some of you playing, you ain't, you ain't hearing nothing what I'm saying. You ain't paying no attention to what I'm saying. And if you do pay attention, you shouting about it now. But as soon as you step out, the devil going to slap you upside your head. And you're going to forget about everything I said. And then you're not going to walk according to it. And the devil say, got you. Because now the father won't rejoice. The folk won't get saved. And I'm still controlling you. And I'm still doing for you what I want to do. But what do we say to the devil? No. We ain't going out like that. Chump. We don't go out like that. We get the truth in us. Once you got that truth in you, now you can walk according to it. That's when you can be holy. Can I teach you theologically real quick? Just real quick. It's going to take me but a second. Real quick. I got to do it in two. Real quick. Hey, I can do it. I can do it. If it sounds like a chipmunk, it's only because I'm talking fast. (laughs) When Moses first came down from the mountaintop with the law in his hand, it was broken before he even got down. Why? Because people was living outside of what he told him to live and do what he told him to do. And it was broken before he even made it down. Second time he brought that law down, no prayers. God, God taught him, I want you to put it inside of the Ark of the Covenant, unbroken. He put it inside of the Ark of the Covenant, unbroken. The Ark of the Covenant represented Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is that Ark. Praise God for me and you. Praise God. Y'all talking about Noah, Jesus is the Ark. Praise God. If you get in it, you'll be able to live. And if you don't, you won't. It's real simple. Praise God, because it's going to rain in a minute or two. But he is the Ark of the Covenant. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And inside of Jesus is unbroken. Wait a minute, but I'm inside of Jesus because now I'm in Christ and I am the body of Christ. And because I'm in the body of Christ, then the word of God is supposed to be in me too. The unbroken law of God is supposed to be in my heart. Because see, it was broken while it was on the outside, but it was kept when it was on the inside. It was broken while it was on the outside, handled, but it was because it's too heavy and too awkward to handle. But once I put it in my heart, it became easy to lay this thing out. That's why Jesus could be holy because he had the word of God, the law of God in his heart like that. And now God said, I'm going to write inside of your heart once you get born again. I'm going to write in your heart the word of God. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blissful with what the word of God had to say. I hope that you've seen that God really does want all of us to be imitators of him. I hope that you've been inspired to do what you need to do to take advantage of this awesome opportunity to be more like God so that we can walk like he wants us to walk and talk like he wants us to talk and enjoy the kind of life that can only happen when we're more like God. 
If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon. Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do, and we will too. We also invite all the young adults in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Young Adult Fellowship this Friday evening. It's called GAA. That's short for Generation Anointed and a Fire. GAA is a young adult ministry with a different flavor for a different generation. It's a ministry for young adults, ages 18 through 30-ish, who come together to celebrate the awesomeness of being young, brilliant, beautiful, born again, and fired up for Christ. The fellowship starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until they go home. AGW hanging. Childcare is provided at no charge. And VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be so glad you did. It's just good to find some other young saints in San Antonio who are also walking this thing out God's way. Whoever thought of being young and saved is boring must not know G-Dub. And to all of you ladies in San Antonio and surrounding areas, we invite all of you to come out to our Blessed Women of God biannual Women's Wisdom Conference next week. Opening night will be Thursday evening, November 9th at 645. Ladies, it's going to be all the way live. There'll be three sessions on Friday, November 10th at 10 a.m. in the morning and 12 noon and at 645 in the evening. And there'll be three sessions on Saturday, November 11th, beginning at 9.30 a.m. with the Blessed Women of God breakfast and all-you-can-eat breakfast prepared by the Brothers of Word of Faith just for you ladies. There'll be another session at 12.30 in the afternoon and the closing session at 6.45 in the evening. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. Child care and VIP transportation service are provided at all the sessions at no charge. So ladies, make plans to come on through and bring some other sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.